0: In fact, you know, you got the praise team and um, parking lot team and usher team, clean team, children team, and lots of teams. I won't go through all of them, but uh, I just want to say how pleased I am, Phyllis and I, with you. Uh, Your dedication to the Lord, your service to the Lord, you truly are doing some things unto Him and doing it with heart and willing, and glad, and with excellence, uh, you just make me so happy. <laughs> we, uh, we, we love you, and uh, if you're not on a team, and you feel like this is your church, go back and, and find out what's going on, and, and ask the Lord. How many on the teams would recommend it to other folks? Oh, you just, uh, these people become family. And these teams take care of their own. And uh, it's just, uh, it's the plan of the Lord, I believe. I believe. So uh, thank the Lord for you. If you would turn in the Scriptures, please, to Romans, the 12th chapter, and we will uh, release our faith for utterance. You know, I I don't just need to be looking at you, and you don't just need to be looking at me. We need to be looking to him, right? Listening to him, and he can speak to you through me, and he can speak to you directly, right? Not, you know, there are times the Lord's saying things to you that weren't said uh, about what was being said. I, more than once I've had people come up after the service and go, oh, Brother Keith, oh, oh, that was amazing. That was awesome. That was awesome. And they began telling me, and I say, oh, wait a minute, say that again. What was that? Because I didn't, I didn't say that. That was something the Lord gave them about what was being said. And uh, uh, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. Yes. Isn't he? It? Yes. And it's amazing how he can, at the same time, be ministering thousands of different directions in people's hearts and minds. And, uh, and I've had people say, uh, I know other people thought it was for them, but it was for me. It was all for me. Well, when things are right, everybody else feels the same way. Because it was And it wasn't, if it's the Spirit of God doing it, it's far beyond what a man or woman could do, right? And so believe with me for that right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this, asking for utterance, for the anointing, for the the message for the moment, and for direction, for divine direction for the time, the next steps, and the next part of your plan, exactly what we should be looking at and thinking about, any decisions and changes that need to be made. We ask for it, and for eyes and ears and heart and mind to discern it and understand it and receive it. And we'll not be forgetful hearers or hearers only, but by your grace we'll be doers of it. And when we do, we will be blessed because you are faithful to watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do, in Jesus' name. Somebody say Amen. That means so be it. Say it out loud. I'm a doer. 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 I am a doer, am a doer. Of, the of, of the word of God. You know that's the only people that get results are the doers. In Romans twelve three. You you said you're believing with me right. Thank you. Romans 12, 3, he said, well, let's back up to verse uh, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Other translations bring out it's your worship your spiritual worship and be not conformed to this world now why would he say don't be conformed to this world because if you don't make an effort not to be you will be you'll you'll you know it's like a a stream with a current and it'll it'll pull you in and it's it's easy to be conformed to what everybody else around you is saying and doing it doesn't stand out. It blends in. It's easier to blend in. Hmm. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Huh. Yes. Conformity. Um. Or excuse me. Tolerance is the first step toward conformity. Amen. Say that out loud. Tolerance, tolerance. is the first, the first step toward conformity. What is tolerance? You're, you're not going to start doing it next week, but you say, okay, all right, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> huh? I guess it's no big deal. I guess it's okay. You just took a big step toward becoming that yourself. See, the enemy knows, he's subtle. He he's, he he has a devilish wisdom, and uh, he knows if he just confronts you with blatant sin right off the bat, you'll go no no no. So he 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 endeavors to get you to just allow it, just tolerate it, just let it stay. You're not going to do it today. <laughs> Come on here with me. <laughs> but just tolerate it. And and then what he's, what he's working on is conformity. Conformity. Don't be conformed to this world. But be what? Transformed. By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me to every man that's among you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now notice verse 3 starts with 4. That connects it with the previous thing he's talking about. About worldliness conformity. Hmm? And what's one of the, the, the big things that you see in the ungodly, unbelievers, you'll see haughtiness, thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. That is a, a primary characteristic of the ungodly. Pride is ungodly. It is unlike God at all. God has no pride in him. Zero. Zero. Jesus has zero pride in him. Are y'all with me? So any pride we have in us, we didn't get from God. And it's not like God. Now we live in a society and generation that is largely conformed to the world and and among many, even in church, pride's uh, acceptable. In fact, people say, well, you know, we're poor, but we're proud. And people say, well, all I got is my pride. You got to have your pride. <laughs> and we're proud of our kids. Boy, I stepped on it then, didn't I?
1: <laughs>
0: Did you hear the cat go, wow?
1: <laughs> I
0: poked the holy cow. Did you hear, "Moo"? Woo. <laughs> What's wrong with being proud of your kids? Everything. Everything's wrong with it. Well, it's time for me to leave. You're about to miss it then. Notice what, what the father said when he spoke from heaven. This is my beloved son. And I'm so proud of him. Huh? No. Pride. Is the nature of the devil. You need to come. To despise it. Come on are you listening. God hates. Pride. That's a quote. He hates it. How many think you ought to hate. What he hates. You can be thankful. For your children. You can be pleased with your children. Come on are you listening. But don't be proud. Because Guess whose kids they are? Yours. That's a way of being proud of yourself. Come on, are you with me? No. Pride is pervasive in the world. And there is this this move to conform you to it. The pride of life. Didn't the Bible say and talk about in 1 John that that was the, the the spirit of this world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the what? Pride. pride of life. What is the pride of life? Who I am in life. What I have. What I have done. And you'll notice it's I. 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 And that's why it's my. My kids. My stuff. Huh? My. And we're told don't be conformed to that. Don't become like that. We should be transformed. And become like him. And when you do, you're going to stick out. (laughs) In this world, you're going to be different. I said you're going to be different. He said verse 3, I say through the grace given to me to every man that's among you to do what? Don't think more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Now, now here's the thing. Uh, Pride is not believing good things about yourself. Pride is believing lies about yourself. (laughs) See, a lot of times people think humility is self-abasement. And that is, uh, people say, well, oh man, you did this, and, and you did that, and you accomplished this. And they go, oh, it wasn't me. It was the Lord. And you can tell. They believe they really do deserve the credit, but they're not going to take it. In other words, they're proud of how humble they are. <laughs> and there's no humility there I said there's no humility there humility say this out loud humility Humility is reality reality. it's not believing the good true things about yourself that's wrong he didn't say don't think highly of yourself are y'all with me this morning or not did he say don't think highly of yourself No, he didn't. what did he say? Put it up on the screen for us. Let's make sure we're reading it right. He didn't say... In fact, the Bible talks about, you know, our, our faith for life classes. One of the principles in that is acknowledging every good thing that is in you in Christ Jesus so the communication of your faith may be effective and effectual. You need to acknowledge every good thing that's in you in Christ Right? Yes. And you need to see yourself through the Lord's eyes. We need to. And believe the good things that he said about us. That he's put in us. That he's made us. What we don't need to do is go beyond believing what's true. And believe in lies about who we are and what we've done and what we can do. Because hmm? the truth is you don't deserve the credit. That's right. Hmm? Yes, sir. Well, I did this. I did that. And I did the other. Yeah. All on your own. Self made man. Pulled yourself up by your own bootstraps, by sheer will and determination. Look at you. <laughs> I know some years ago. Uh, the Lord helped Phyllis and I to get a car. And uh, somebody remarked about it and they said, oh man, that is so nice. How did that happen? I said, well, uh, I believed for it. And, uh, and so then they left and I had a check in my heart. And I didn't know why. And, uh, and later on in praying about it that came back to my mind and I, that conversation was replayed and, and uh, I thought, I said, Lord, what's what's wrong with that? I mean, wh- why why did my heart bother me when I said that? You know, sometimes it's not just what you said, but your attitude and your heart right. and your mind, and yeah. some things that you're not seeing. Mm-hmm. This, God's always looking at the heart, yes. right? Yes. Yes. The heart. And so uh, he took me through a scenario, and, and I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but he's speaking to my heart just like he'll speak to any Christian if you learn how to listen to it. And he said, you said, you you believed for it? I said, yeah, uh, didn't I? (laughs) And and, uh, he said, well, uh, where'd you get the faith to believe for it? I said, well, it's a measure of your faith. And he said, how'd you get it? I said, well, from hearing your word. (laughs) And he said, and... uh, and, and weren't you tempted to give up and quit several times, but I encouraged you. And, yeah. and I even had people preach on things at certain times and, yes. and prop you up. And I said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, it was you. And, and then he said, and when it came to pass, who brought it to pass? Uh, who dealt with the people? And I said, well, that was you, that was you. <laughs> he said, well, it was my faith, my word, my spirit, my sustaining, my power brought it to pass. He said, you didn't even mention me. You just said, I believe for it. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and And he said, and not only that, he said, that man left impressed with your faith. Mm-hmm. Which is not going to put him any closer to his needs being met. We don't want people impressed with us. We want people inspired to look to him. And the Lord said, if you'd have said it right and and expressed it right, and he'd have realized, I'll do the same thing for him. Right? I did it for you. You didn't just do it. I did it for you, and I'll do it for him. Same way. And he could have left stirred up and inspired, so I made some adjustments. But see, that is a subtle way of thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. Yes. And in this world, people don't even notice it, because right. hmm? right. right. people are continuously taking credit for stuff, sure. right? Yeah. <laughs> We're having fun this morning, aren't we? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, in our circles, we've been taught about in you. Uh, excuse me, in Christ realities. I want to talk about some in you truths. <laughs> mm, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talked about, you know, in Christ, who we are, in Christ, what we have. Well, I, I want to remind you that that's in Him. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. And I want to re- remind you of some truths that's also true. <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> About you All
1: right.
0: and me. Let me give you four in you truths. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Number one. <laughs> you sure you're ready for these? Because I <laughs> in yourself you are. Nothing. <laughs> Let me give you scripture for that. <laughs> Galatians 6.3. You don't have to turn there. Just put it up on the screen. Galatians 6.3. If a man thinks himself to be something, when he is not much, uh-uh, less than that, <laughs> when he is nothing, he what? He deceives himself, and see, he's thinking more highly of himself than he ought. He's thinking uh, some things that are not true. Somebody said, "Well, bless God, I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. In who? In, Christ. in who? In, Christ. in don't don't forget those last two words. In Christ. In you, you're nothing." And if that bothers you, it's only because you've been deceived. If you're living in reality, you know that you already knew that was true. You go, huh. I'm not nothing. Well, the Bible says you are. In you. Well, we're sailing along now, aren't we? In yourself, you are nothing. In you, truth number two. I, I, you think we'll make it through all four of these?
1: <laughs> why,
0: why, would you, why would you feel some of this? Because we're stepping on pride. I said we're stepping on pride. Pride needs to be stepped on. It needs to be stomped out. I'm telling you. It's the devilish nature of the devil. You need to despise it. You need to hate it like God does. God doesn't hate proud people. But he does hate the pride. Now in. uh, Number two. In yourself. You know. Nothing. (laughs) nothing worth knowing 1 Corinthians 8 2 1 Corinthians 8 2 if any man think he knows anything he knows what he knows what nothing (laughs) yet as he ought to know just about time you get to thinking you know
1: something
0: (laughs) You know who knows something? God. And when you can get a glimpse of what he knows, you immediately realize, I didn't know anything. Now when you're thinking you know a lot, it's because you don't know him very well. People who know him some are getting a revelation of how big he is and how great he is, and how vast he is, and how brilliant he is. And in the light of that reality, you see how small, (laughs) right, right. human knowledge and effort and ability is. When somebody's thinking they're all that, with a bow on top, (laughs) That's that's a sign they don't know him. Very well. I didn't say they were, weren't saved. You can be born again and be a baby and be ignorant of God. Right. Yeah. But they don't know him very well. Because the more you get to know him, I don't claim to know him a lot compared to what is to be known. But the further I go, year after year, the more I get to know him, the more impressed I am with how big he is. He is, just go out and look in the night sky tonight. The one who made that is bigger than that. He is big beyond our current comprehension. His wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding, his vastness. We have not wrapped our minds around a small portion of it. And when you see that, it does something to your insides. And it makes you want to bow before him. Right? Right? And it makes you want to acknowledge how great. Hallelujah. Then sings my soul, (laughs) my Savior God to thee. How great. Come on, somebody say, how great great. you are. are. In the light of that, you see how little you have been. And that's not to diminish you. That's just bringing you into reality. Hmm? That's just bringing you into reality. In yourself, you know nothing. Got two more to go. All right. Number three. <laughs> now, now, when we say, in yourself, you know nothing, thank God you're not just stuck in yourself. You're in Him. And in Him, we have the mind of Christ. In Him, by the unction of the Holy One, we know all things we need to know, right? But that's, that's where, that's how, not in you. It's in Him. Number three, in you, reality. In yourself, you can do. <laughs> you guessed it right. Nothing. John 15, 5, Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. But see, that's, that's contingent and dependent on you staying hooked to him, connected to him. How much fruit can the branch produce severed from the vine? No. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's what Jesus goes on to say. For without me, you can do nothing. 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 He was say, well, I've done some stuff. Yeah, and it was nothing. <laughs> I assure you, apart from him, I don't care what the world said about it, in the process of time, it will be shown to be total vanity. Right. Nothing. Yes. Amen. Yeah. In you, in yourself, you can do nothing. Oh, but praise God. You're not just by yourself on your own. In him... Hallelujah. Anybody remember a verse that would go along with this? In Him, you can do all things. But don't forget those next two words. Through Christ. Not, Not in you. Through Him who strengthens you. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. Number four. In yourself... You have nothing. 1 Corinthians 4, 7 says, Who made you to differ from another? What do you have that you did not receive? What have you really produced on your own? If you really did produce it on your own, it was nothing. I'm telling you, is the Bible true or not? But if it was something, then it wasn't just you producing it. It was the grace of God in you and on you and with you. Right? And when somebody says, man, how did you do that? You're not trying to be some fake humility when you say, the Lord. The Lord gave it to me. The Lord helped me to do it. You're not saying, oh, don't give the praise. I know I deserve it, but don't give the praise to me. No, you know you really don't deserve it because it really was him. I'm, I've made my own way in this world I've done listen to me. you couldn't get up out of the chair unless the Lord gave you another heartbeat. come on take a breath somebody take a breath. Are you really doing all that on your own? huh? Are you keeping this world spinning? Are you keeping gravity holding your feet on the ground come on are you huh? should you acknowledge that you are receiving major help every millisecond of your existence? Just to exist. He's not just our creator. He's our sustainer. Yes. Every moment. Every breath. Every heartbeat. And if it's true. We are totally dependent yes. upon him. Amen. And when we're able to do something. And be successful. And complete something. And finish a project. And do the work. And make the money. and uh, Should we say the Lord. Yes. He helped me. He gave me the strength. He gave me the opportunity, right? He gave me the knowledge. He gave me the ability. He gave me the help and all the glory. That's why we say it three times. All the glory. What else? All the glory. All the glory belongs to our great God. We're not trying to be humble. We're living in reality. Come on, can you see this? Daily, we should be continuously aware of our utter inability without Him. But at the same time, we need to be continuously aware of our total sufficiency in Him. (laughs) In myself, I'm nothing, I know nothing, I have nothing, I can do nothing, but thank God, I'm not just in myself. I'm not just on my own, and in Him, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. In Him, I'm a child of God, I'm a son of God. In Him, I have all blessings in heavenly places. I have all things that pertain to life and godliness. The greater one lives inside of me, and I can do all things. Through him Him. Him. in In. him. Don't forget those last two words. Don't forget those last two words. That's right. I've about preached myself happy. How how are you doing? Go to go to Matthew, please. Man, I got a series worth of notes up here. Matthew eleven. Now of all the things he could have mentioned about not being conformed to this world, what was the thing he specified? N- not thinking more highly of yourself. Hey, did you notice that? A lot of people would have they'd have talked about physical sins or or covetousness or whatever kind of thing or idolatry. The thing he focused in on, which is tied to all those things, is haughtiness, pride, which is the nature of the devil himself, the nature of the God of this world. Well, The the God of this world is endeavoring to conform the entire population of the planet to his nature. He has a God complex. He wants to be God. He ain't God. And he never will be, <laughs> but he, but but he, he's not going to quit until God takes care of him. Hey, you know, we're reading in Revelation recently. Did you notice that when that angel comes down and slaps those chains on him and throws him in the pit? Did you notice it says an angel?
1: Yes.
0: And an angel. I just laughed when I read it the other day. And I thought, and he couldn't do a thing to stop that's it. Right. That's right. That's right. I guess he ain't as bad no. as he has pumped yeah, himself right. up to be. Is that, he can't stop one big angel of God right. from doing that to him. You know he would if he could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good. But till then, he, he tries, he wants to be God. He, he, he is the temporary God of this world. And he is endeavoring to breathe, and he has been far too successful in it, breathe his ungodly, prideful, selfish nature into the population. And how many can see from this pride and this selfishness stems a a plethora of evil? So much of the stuff that people are doing that is so harmful and hurtful and damaged is because of pride and selfishness and fear is in there too so the bible tells us don't be conformed to that but be transformed and i want you to see exactly what you and i should be transformed to matthew 11 verse 25 11 25 are you there Matthew 11:25. 25, at that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hid these things from the wise and prudent, and you've revealed them unto babes. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> See, people that think they're so smarty without God, they don't get it, and they're not going to get it. You, I don't care how smart you think you are. If you're unbelieving and prideful, this book is a closed book to you. You have to respect the things of God. You have to humble yourself before the Almighty and acknowledge who He is and what He is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning, the start of knowledge and understanding and wisdom. Keep going. Even so, Father, it seemed good in your sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father. No man knows the Son but the Father. Neither knows any man the Father save the Son. And uh, he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Now notice what he what is he talking about here? He's talking about knowing the Father. What's God like? Who is he? What is he? He's talking about people that don't know him. And he said, I know him. And... No man knows uh, the Father except the Son, and to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Reveal to him. Verse 28. Here is the revelation of who the Father is and who Jesus is. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And what will he do? I will give you rest. Now this has been pulled out of the context. And applied to many different things. And I'm not saying it doesn't apply to some of these things. But pull it back into context this morning. What's he, He's talking about knowing the Father. Isn't he? And notice the very next verse. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and do what? Learn of me. He's just talking about knowing the Father. And knowing him. Well, what, what's, Who's the Father? What's he like? He said, learn about me. Well, what are you like, Jesus? Of all the things he could have said, what he's like. Because he is righteous, and he is light, and he is life, and he is truth, and he is love. Of all the things he could have said, this is what he said. I am what? Meek. Meek. And lowly in heart. And if you do this, you find out who I am you find out what i am who the father is you become you begin to know us and you begin to be like us what will happen what will happen you will find rest unto your souls there is no rest to the wicked the wicked are the ungodly the devil like To be devil-like is to be proud and haughty. There is no rest to the proud. Putting on a front is exhausting. Huh? Y'all gonna help me with the rest of this. Don't leave me hanging here now. Putting on a front and being proud and being pretentious is absolutely exhausting. It's exhausting. You ever heard people say, well I man, I'll be so glad when I can just get to the house and just be myself. <laughs> Are they describing something that's wearying them, that's wearing on them? Were well, you going to get to the house and do what? Be yourself. Well, who are you being now? (laughs) See, because of pride, people put on airs. It's everywhere. The world is full of it. And, and, And it's too much has been in the church because of conformity to the world. People don't want somebody thinking less of me. So they put on airs, and they try to act like they're at a place that they're not spiritually. They try to act like, and if they don't say it, they leave the impression that they're better off in different areas than they are, and that's why they don't want anybody to come to their house and see where they live or how they live or what they're doing. And so people put on their church clothes, and and they put on their church smile and their church face, and then they use their church lingo, hallelujah. And... (laughs) (laughs) And they come and then it's no wonder they want the service to be over quick because maintaining that facade is just draining them. (laughs) But you'll find out when you relax and you don't try to put on any airs and you don't try to impress people or uh, maintain any kind of front. You find rest. And you can rest a thousand miles from home. Just like you can rest at home. Huh? No matter where you are. No matter who you're with. Why? Because you're already relaxed. you already being you. you already being truth. Right? None of this. I gotta get out of here and get back home where I can just be me. Well, a lot of being you is fleshing out, <laughs> and that needs to be changed too, right? <laughs> just fleshing out. But if if we walk like we should, we don't have to change, no matter who we're with, or where we go, or what we're doing, huh? Because we're not thinking more highly of ourselves and we're not trying to project that we're beyond where we are and what we are. No matter if I'm at the house or if I'm at your house or if I'm with the president. Come on, are you listening? Or if I'm in the big meeting or the little meeting. All the same. Was Jesus the same? Is he the same yesterday, today? And forever. How many believe there is not one tiny bit of phoniness in our Jesus? Not not any. None. No facade. No put on. No pretension. Do you want to be like him? Yes. That's what he said. Come. It's an invitation. Come and learn who I am. Learn about me. What are we going to learn? He is Meek. Meek. Humble. Friend. If you love Jesus. You love who he is. You love what he is. You love humility. Because that's him. And that's not what the world is. The world is pride. The world is fear. The world is phony. Jesus is truth. He's real. And he's right. And he's humble. I'm telling you friends. When you see him face to face. You are going to feel so comfortable with him. Even though he is. Perfection itself. Even though. Come on are you listening. It's his blood. On the holy of holies mercy seat. Righteousness. Personified. Even though. He will make you feel so comfortable. He will make you. He will not intimidate you. I said he will not intimidate you. Because he is so humble. Hallelujah. And the father has to be. To be as big as he is. And put up with what he puts up with. How many know the father. Could stick his face in the sky. This afternoon. And go hey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he could shake this thing like a rag doll and by the end of the day there would be zero unbelievers there would not be a one on the planet <laughs> somebody says why don't he do it he did not want to that's not his will that's not his plan because if he did that it would do away with faith do away with people having the choice. He wants you to believe in him. Because you choose to. He wants you to love him. Because you choose to. He is humble. The almighty. Oh. So powerful. So vast. So great. And yet so humble. If he is. If the master is. What should we be? Who should we be? How snooty, haughty should we be? I want you to think about this just a moment. Who will you be in heaven? Anybody plan on going to heaven? Huh? I want to see. You. Show of hands. Who who's planning on going to heaven? This is not a place to be unresponsive. Ah. <laughs> uh, Well, when you get to heaven, who will you be? Hmm? I'm talking about who's who in heaven. Who will you be? Well, let me ask you a question. Who else is going to be there? Let me roll off a few names for you. Who who we believe gonna be there? Martin Luther, Charles Spurgeon, George Whitfield, John Wesley, Smith Wigglesworth, Brother Hagin, Brother Oral Roberts, Abraham, Moses, Elijah, Elisha, David, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah. Peter, James, John, huh? The rest of the twelve? Paul and Jesus? And the Father? So who will you be? In the mix. Do you think in that illustrious crowd the three spotlights will always be on you? See, they're dimming the one on me right now. <laughs> but you know, I'm not I'm not even offended because I didn't think I was something extra special beyond them.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> who will you be when you get there? Amongst the who's who of heaven. I'm not saying that you don't matter and I don't matter. We do and all of us do and the Lord loves us but we need a revelation of how things really are. Amen. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. And who's who and what's what. It'll, humility is reality. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people they won't venture out from their little area because they're the biggest goldfish in their tiny pond. They're microscopic pond.
1: <laughs>
0: but the truth is. We are in the big pond. The big ocean. Hmm? <laughs> and in heaven. Our eternity is with all these greats. All these Hebrew, heroes of faith. Hallelujah. Well, whoever will be there, that's who we are now too, right? Yes. And no need. I mean, it's, it's thinking things that are not true. It's going beyond the truth to think you're something that you're not down here because of your little pawn and all that you're exposed to. Go to Philippians, please. <laughs> Philippians, please. Can you take a little bit more? Let's see. Kind of lost track of time. All right, we got some time. Hallelujah. I'm happy to be here. Hallelujah. A part of the family. How many know just to be in that crowd anywhere? Means you somebody. Yes. Come on, is that right? Yes. To, to be. Yes. Huh? Yes. When everybody gets together around the throne. A million years from now. I don't care if you're 100,000 rows back from the front. <laughs> if you're in that crowd. Just to be in that crowd. Yes. Yes. You are somebody. You you are somebody.
1: (laughs) Hallelujah.
0: But every day we need to live with an awareness that this is not Keith's world. Myself or whatever your name is. You know, I don't need to live in Keith's world my own world, thinking I'm the only thing happening of importance, thinking my life and what I'm needing and what I'm wanting, what I'm doing is somehow more important than everybody. Have you noticed how rude people are in the world? They will run over you, man. Is that right? Why? Because they're living in their world. That they think the only thing that matters is what they're thinking about and their stuff and they're aware of. They are conformed to this ungodly, prideful world. They're thinking their stuff is more important than it is. They're thinking more highly of their self than they ought to. Notice in Philippians something about Jesus and about us. Philippians, the second chapter. Man, I'm so thankful to the Lord for helping us with this today. Are you Are you thankful? I'm so thankful. Somebody say, I'm in that crowd. Yeah. Do you know what crowd we're talking about? We're talking about the one you read about in Hebrews 11. Yeah. Hebrews 11. Oh, yeah. And in chapter 12, it talks about that great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. We are in that cloud, that cloud and that crowd. Yeah. In both of them. We're in the cloud crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes us somebody. But there's a lot of somebodies in this crowd. Right? And there are greats. And if they really are great, you know the first thing they'd tell you? It was the Lord. Is that right? If it's true and it's real, because that's true. Hallelujah. We're going to so enjoy fellowship with all these people in time to go. We're going to get to know them. Get to know them well. Hallelujah. We are going to so enjoy. Hallelujah. Can you imagine sitting on the bank of the river of life and eating some of that fruit and talking with Abraham for two days about some things? Somebody say, I'm in the cloud. I'm in in that crowd. crowd. Philippians 2 and 3. He said, let nothing be done through strife and vain glory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Keep going. Next few verses. For look, not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mind was he of? It's the same thing he told us. Learn about me. Learn about who I am, what I am, what 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 is he? Who is he? What's he like? He's meek. He's humble. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Keep reading. Who being in the form of God. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of what? It's exhausting trying to maintain a reputation. What will people think? You need to be more concerned about what God knows. Right? And if you want people to think something. That's not accurate and true. To keep you from looking bad. Then you're acting devilish. And prideful. And deceiving. Hmm? What will people think? You're not in control of what they think. They're going to think all kind of stuff. You need to forget about that. I believe it was Brother Lester Summerall one time. who said, you know, he sometimes he'd kind of bella. He'd say, other people's heads. There's no place for me to look for my happiness. I thought, yes, yes. Why do I need to be looking for my happiness in your head? Who knows what's happening in there? (laughs) And why should I care so much about what's going on in there? If God's real to me, I care about what he knows, what he thinks, what he sees, what's important to him. He made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant. He was made in the likeness of men. Somebody say meek, meek, humble. Keep reading. Being found in fashion as a man, he did what? He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, what happened? What happens when you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God? He exalts you. He lifts you. Humility pleases him. And the more you humble yourself before him, the more you take your place under him and give him his place over you. The more you acknowledge how incomplete and unable you are without him and how dependent you are on him, all you're doing is acknowledging the truth. Friend, it'll please him. He's a God of truth. And he will lift you up. You humble yourself in front of him. Next thing you know, the elevator is going up. Uh Uh Hallelujah. He will lift you up. So God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Back up with me to that third verse, please. Don't do anything through strife or vainglory. In lowliness of mind, do what? Esteem what? Esteem what? Others. No better than you, no worse than you. Huh? Well, I don't believe I'm no better than anybody else, but I don't believe they're any better than me either. Which is not a scripture. This is. Hmm? (laughs) well they ain't no better than me Bible said treat them like they are They think they're better than me Bible said you're supposed to treat them like they are boy that'll work on your pride
1: won't
0: it I am better than you well I was planning on treating you that way anyway (laughs) that just kind of takes the power out of there Pride doesn't he go I'm better than you. No argument here. I think you're great. Here, let me help you with that. Huh? See, what is it that's stirred up when people go when well, I hold on, hold on, hold on now. Before they say another word, what's going on? P R I D E. Ugly stinking, ungodly, devilish. Well, hold on, hold on. Now, Now, your kids ain't no better than mine. (laughs) You're acting just like an unsaved person. Your witness is being marred. Tell me what the Bible, New Testament, Philippians 2, 3 told you and me to do. We are to esteem them. Esteem them. Means value them. Right. How? Better. Equal with ourself. No. ourselves? No. Better. 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 Right. Better. Better. Yes. better. Esteem them better than ourselves. Yes. Do we need mind renewal in this? Yes. What does it take to do this? You got to well, look at the passage. You got to humble yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Could Jesus have said anywhere he went? Do you know who I am? (laughs) 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 Could he have said, do you know who you're talking to here? (laughs) But he didn't. He didn't think it was robbery, his equality with God, to be laid aside and become completely like other men and be treated like other men. Nobody made him do it. He Humbled himself. And because he did. The father was so pleased with him. He exalted him. He has exalted him. And he now is exalted. Far above all principalities. Powers. Might. Dominion. Every name that is named. Hallelujah. Come on. Do you want to be like Jesus? Do you want to be like him? Then we got to get rid of. Of this stinking pride,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm just as good as you. Bless God, leave God out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He told you, yeah. treat them, esteem them better yeah. than you. Yeah. What if all of us were treating each other like we're, you're better than me? Yeah. Yeah. What kind of church would that be to go to? Yeah. What kind of place? I, I believe it's happening. Yes, sir. Yeah. I said, I believe it's happening. Yeah. There ought to be a lot of this. You go ahead. No, you. You go ahead. No, you. I'll pet. No, I got it. I'll do it. No, let me do it. Let me do it for you. What did Jesus do? He said, you call me master. You call me Lord. And you should, because I am. But what did he do? He took off his robes. He got a towel. He bent down in front of him. Come on, are you listening? And he washed their dusty, dirty feet. Peter said, no way, no how. You're not going to do that. He thought he was being humble. By saying that. And then Jesus said, if you you don't, if I don't, then you have no part with me. Uh, One one good thing about Peter, he knew when to change. He knew when to repent. He said, well, all right, then give me a bath. Because I want to be in. And that's humility too, isn't it? To change when you need to change. Repent when you need to repent. Who are we? Who are we in heaven? Who are we now? I want you to go to two passages. In the gospel account of John. I think I can close with these. But I'm not in too big of a hurry. Hmm? This is important. You believe this is important? This is so important. Go through the scriptures and look and see. What's in store for the meek? They'll inherit all things. They'll inherit the earth. They'll be exalted. They'll be promoted. They'll be blessed. Because those are the ones that are like Jesus, that are like Him. In John one and verse fifteen, John one and fifteen, John bear witness of Jesus, and he cried saying, "This is He." Of whom I spoke, he that comes after me is preferred before me, because he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. And verse 19, this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, and they said, who are you? They put this question to him. Now the reason being is John the Baptist's ministry has become big and it's become influential. It's, it's reaching beyond his area and, and other people are finding about it. I mean, when you got the, the leaders coming to you and saying, Now, exactly who are, who are you? Yeah, right. yeah. They were thinking he might say, I am the Messiah. I am the fulfillment of Scripture. I am the one that was to come. They said, Who are you? And a lot of times the more attention people receive, the more they like it. Yeah. Right? Right? And the more people tell them how wonderful they are, they listen to it and like to hear it. Hmm? <laughs> and, and the bigger their head gets, you're amazing. You're wonderful. Ah, oh, don't say that. <laughs> you, you are, I'm telling you, you are anointed of God. You are the gift. You're a gift to the body of Christ. In fact, I, I, I think your ministry is greater than this and greater than that and, 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 and they go oh I no I no don't say that uh, what, what was that you said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in fact I, you may be one of those two witnesses is talking about over there in the book of Revelation I don't think there's been a ministry uh, as great since the days of Jesus himself stupidity pride that's got nothing to do with God. Listen friends, don't just feed your kids and your grandkids constantly how great they are. One of the biggest things they need to learn is humility. You're going to have the greatest ministry since so and so. Hush! Putting all that pressure on them and you could be just as wrong as can be. They need to hear from God for their self. Yes. Come on, are you listening? Yes. And they won't do anything and they won't amount to anything if they don't learn some humility. A lot of people have made serious mistakes in these areas. They're telling their kids, God, you need to tell your kids you believe in them. You need to tell them they can do all things Huh? But by their self,
1: nothing.
0: nothing. They need to know it. And there's a big crowd of these faith heroes. Just to be a part of it is an honor and a blessing. And we need a vision out beyond our immediate life. Who are you, they said. Verse 20, I want you to get this. He confessed and he denied not. He confessed, I am not the Christ. They said, who are you? He told them who he's not. Do you know, you not only need to know who you are. You need to know who you're not. Huh? (laughs) You are not one of the two witnesses in Revelation. (laughs) You are not the greatest thing since sliced bread. Huh? You are not Elijah and Paul and Peter uh, and Isaiah rolled up into one. huh? Come on, are you listening to me? You need to know what you're not and who you're not. They say, well, are you Elijah? He said, I'm not. Are you that prophet? He said, no. They said, well, who are you? He wouldn't take what they were talking about giving him. He said, no, I'm not. I'm not any of that. Well, who are you? Oh, friend, are you listening? Are you awake? Do you know who you are? I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. It should make you shout. It should make you. Who are who are you? You know, man, there's all kind of books, self-help books. On finding out who you are. <laughs> finding yourself. Finding your true self. Finding your real self. <laughs> People go on sabbatical to find their self. People go on treks to find themselves. People leave their spouses to find themselves. Come on. And it is absolutely ignorant. Because when you do really find yourself, the first thing you do is throw up.
1: (laughs) You go, oh oh
0: God. (laughs) You mean after all this search, and this is what I found? (laughs) Because in yourself, you are not telling you you're nothing. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much education. I don't care your family tree, your background, how much money you got in yourself. Apart from Him, apart from God, you are Zippo. You're nothing. Nothing. You don't need to find yourself. You don't need to discover who I really am. You need to discover Who he is. Oh. Because when you find out. Who he is. You just found out who you are. Because you're in him. And he's in you. Come on are you listening. (sighs) Who are you. You know who you are. What is your claim to fame. What is your identity in life. It's only what you are to him. He says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. They said, what, who are you? What do you say of yourself? He said, I am the messenger of the Lord. Who are you? John knew who he was because of his connection to God who I am to God. Who I am, what I'm doing with Him. That's who I am. You know, Phyllis has talked about this before. For decades, she was only known to many as Keith's wife. (laughs) There's even some people come and ask her, don't that bother you? I mean, you got a name too. Keith's wife. (laughs) And you know, you know, when you're young, you might see things a little differently and think a little differently. But you know, she has come to delight in being Keith's wife. She's very happy being Keith's wife. She told me so. <laughs> Why am I saying that? You and I don't need an identity of our own. If you establish it, it's worth nothing. I'm telling you, this life is coming and it's going, and nobody will remember it a thousand years from now. Nobody will care. But I tell you what lasts forever and ever and ever is who you are with God. Who am I? I'm God's boy. (laughs) That's right. Huh? I'm one of God's many. Preachers, I'm one of God's many pastors. Come on, are you listening? Yes. Who are you? Who are you? Huh? You're one of God's ushers. You're one of God's parking lot workers. Come on, are you listening to me? You're one of God's children's workers. You're one. Of, you're one of God's people. Who are you? You You have no identity that's worth acknowledging or talking about, except who and what you are in connection with Him. Amen. He is your identity. Your life is hid in Him, in Christ. You died. Huh? What about you? I'm dead. He died, reputation with Him. And nothing to mention, it was nothing anyway. (laughs) Right? Good riddance. Well, who are you? What did he say? I, I, he told who he was in connection with the Father and with Jesus. I'm a messenger. I'm proclaiming this message. Did you know Jesus did the same thing? Skip to John eight. In John eight, when they came to Jesus, John eight twenty five, and they said, John eight twenty five, they said to Jesus, "What did they say? Who are you?" Who are you? And if anybody could have just started talking about who they are in their own right, it would have been him. Huh? But he didn't. Did you know Jesus never took credit for one message that he preached? He never took credit for one healing or one deliverance or one miracle that happened in his ministry. Not one. Not a one. He always and continuously said, the Father, the Father, the Father. The words I have, they're not my own. The Father gave them to me. I just say what I hear him say. I do what I see him do. The Father in me, he does the works. The Father, the Father. Is that him trying to be humble? No, that's reality. Which is humility. Hmm? Which is beautiful to God. They said, who are you? Jesus said, even the same I said to you from the beginning. I've already told you. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. They want to know who are you and who does he start talking to them about? The Father. father. No, we asked who are you? Well, that's who he is. The son of the Father. (laughs) His identity is in him. Keep reading. Jesus said to him, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he. Who are you? I do nothing of myself. As my Father has taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. I do always those things that please him. Who are you, John the Baptist? I'm the messenger of the Messiah. Hallelujah. I'm the proclaimer. Who are you? Apart from him, I'm nobody and nothing. But because he gave me a place and let me do something with him, that makes me somebody. Who are you? I'm his whatever. Right? Who are you, Jesus? Notice what he said. Who are you, Jesus? He said, I am the father pleaser. (laughs) Who are you? I am the one who does the will of the father. I am the father pleaser. Was he? Was he? The father looked down and said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, friends, do you believe these things today? Are you stirred up in your heart a little bit? Do you want to get rid of every vestige of devilish stinking pride? Stand up on your feet. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Jesus. Bless your master. Glory to the Lord Most High. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to just lift up your hands. Pray this prayer out loud after me. Father God, God. forgive me me. for for any pride. Open my eyes. Help me to see it in myself. Alert me to it. You hate it. I hate it too. And by your grace, I will put it from me. I want to learn about Jesus. I want to learn about this humility, this meekness. Open my heart. And my eyes, my mind, my being, I will receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead. Then sees
1: my